People already know who I am. And usually, yeah, I don't trash talk, but if you say something to me, then, you know, maybe we can get something going. But I never start nothing. My mom told me not to start nothing, but I always finish it. So that's how I've been living my whole life. ESPNW presents Be Honest with Carrie Champion. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Be Honest. It's Carrie Champion. This week's edition is uh, called There's a Method to the Madness. And the reason why uh, I'm calling this method to the madness is because we're discussing a, a pretty uh, hot topic, polarizing figure uh, in LeVar Ball, the the father of Alonzo Ball, the superstar college basketball player at UCLA. Uh, LeVar Ball has proceeded to tell the world that his son is the best. He's put other players, future Hall of Famers, on notice. He's told the world that his son was better than Steph Curry. He says that his sons will be better than LeBron James's kids. He's even said that if he ever had to play Jordan one-on-one back in the day, he'd beat him. Now, to me, that these outlandish comments are just just that. They're just outlandish comments. And there is a father who really believes in his children. And I don't really have a problem with it. And I don't know if it's a cultural thing, right? Because he reminds me of my old uncle that sits in the back room, that uncle that nobody really pays attention to. Uh, that uncle that's really loud on the holidays and he just be talking. That's who he reminds me of. But but don't get caught up in that wrapping paper, if you will. Don't get caught up in that in that packaging, because what LeVar Ball is doing is quite genius, actually. I don't think he's an idiot. I don't think he's a dummy. I don't think he's crazy. I think there is a method to his madness. And I've been saying it all along to me. He's doing what Richard Williams did. He's doing what Earl Woods did, but he's doing it in a very Kardashian-like way. And what I mean by that is, is that he's letting everyone know that he's the greatest or his kids are the greatest, if you will. And he's unapologetic about it. Most parents don't do that. They talk about that at dinner. They talk about that with their close circle, but they don't do it whenever a microphone is put in their face. And that's exactly what LeVar Ball is doing. So I hear the people saying to me, especially when I tweet about this, he's he's messing up these kids. He's ruining their future. Uh, that's why when Lonzo gets to the league, you know, they really going to come for him because of what his father said. And, and scouts won't pay attention and it's going to affect his draft status and he's going to be in trouble, so on and so forth. I, I don't believe it. I think what he's doing is setting an expectation a standard. When he talks about a billion dollar deal for all three of his boys, I don't think he believes he's going to get a billion dollar deal, but I know that he does believe that when the company, whomever it may be, Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, when they do approach the Ball family, they have to approach the Ball family in a ballpark that is not underselling their worth. In fact, it probably could be comparable, if not more. Because he believes it and he set the standard. So he, he, they already know if we go to talk to the Ball family, this is what they're thinking. So we need to be in that ballpark. And I, listen, I don't think they'll get a billion dollars, but why not think like that? Why not? And I hate to bring up race, but I am. Why do we as a society have a problem with a black man 
speaking so loud and proud about his children that are clearly talented. What's wrong with that? I'm of the school, the train of thought, if you will, that we don't often see so many black men holding it down for their families, especially in their children's lives. We know that historically speaking, that's not the case. So why not celebrate this black man who loves his children, who loves his family, who wants nothing but the best for his boys, and he wants to make sure they get that? Why not celebrate that? Because if you get LeVar Ball talking just about his kids, that love is evident, clear, purposeful. The other stuff, I think, is just that bubble wrap. He's just selling it. He's the uncle on the front porch. He's excited. He's sharing a story. He told me he's from South Central. That's what they do. They talk trash. I don't have a problem with it. You think Earl Woods didn't say that to Tiger when he put that golf, uh, when he put the club in his hand? You think Richard Williams didn't talk trash just like LeVar Ball is doing now to Serena and Venus privately, quietly. So no one would know. Where Venus and Serena are now, Richard Williams already knew. He would tell stories. He was like, you think Venus is special? Wait till Serena comes along. He didn't brag, but he was like, wait till she comes along. He knew. And yeah, LeVar's going about it all differently, but it's been done before. He's just loud and proud. Dare I say Archie Manning did the same with Eli? Dare I say there are other parents who have done the same with famous children who play well in sports, huh? It's been done before. I don't understand the big deal. I don't understand why he upsets so many people. I don't understand why he's so polarizing. I don't. Let this man do him. How does that affect you? Why does that bother you that we put him on television? He's good TV. But here's where the naysayers and the critics are silent, right? Because say what you want about LeVar Ball and his approach and how he talks to the media. But when you talk to his kids, when you listen to his children, You cannot deny the fact that they have been raised well and they are extremely respectful. They're not troublesome kids. Haven't heard anything about them getting in trouble. Haven't heard anything about them being disrespectful or unruly or problem children as of yet. Look at Lonzo Ball, arguably the top two, what, second pick in the draft. He'll tell you he should be the first. And I've never heard anything bad about this kid. All I hear is about he only wants to work hard. He wants to make his teammates better. He has a quiet confidence. And if it needs to be louder, he brings it. And he needs to obviously improve his game in some areas if he wants to be successful on the next level. Duh, he's 19. But how well-mannered he is, how focused he is, how um, aware of the noise he is, but he seems to be unaffected by that noise. That's not something that just happens overnight. If you don't think that LeVar Ball had anything to do with the way this kid has been raised, you're crazy. What LeVar Ball shows us is not what he's showing them. What LeVar Ball tells us, I doubt he tells them in the way in which he tells us. Because there's just no way Lonzo would be so respectful, so quiet, so purposeful in what he has to say and so seemingly unaffected. So to that end... I have Lonzo Ball on the podcast. Now, we talked about his father, of course. But I asked him, you know, point blank, how do you how do you deal? 
And to me, I look, I'm no psychologist. I can't put him on the couch. Maybe years from now when he's, you know, 40, he'll say, Dad, you really messed up my life. I don't know. But outside looking in, he seems completely fine with what his father is doing because that's just his dad. That's just what he does. And here's what's even more funny about Lonzo. He hates the media. I'm like, you look like you're having an awful time. He's like, I'd rather basically put needles in my eyeballs. I hate being on TV. (laughs) The complete opposite of his father. Now, that's funny. So sit back, relax. Listen to Lonzo. I mean, really listen to him. Not just what he's saying, but just how he carries himself for a 19-year-old getting ready to be in the league. We talked about nothing, but it says everything. In just a few moments, we'll talk to Lonzo Ball. They're kicking in the door, but they shocked on what I'm telling them. I said, I'm not looking for no endorsement deal. I'm looking for a marketing and distribution deal, co-branding. The only person doing that is Jordan with Nike. That's what we for. Like I said, if Lonzo don't play, I mean, if Lonzo doesn't sign with Adidas, Nike, or Under Armour, whoever, guess what? I'll sign the big baller brand. We already got our own brand. Right. Triple B's. Lonzo will be the first one drafted with his own brand. That don't happen. March Madness. Things are mad. Uh, I was mad. You know, my Bruins lost, but that's okay because we still win at the same time. We had uh, arguably the most uh, known college basketball player on our team. Uh, He is a star. He was a star on a college level. He'll be a star at the next level. Um, Lonzo Ball, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, You just were on Coast to Coast. You've been doing a lot of media. How do you feel about doing all this media? Um, It's tiring. You know, I get more tired doing media than I do running around on the court. But um, I know I have to do this stuff, so it's okay. You call it stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't you don't really even want to do it. I mean, not really. But I mean, you're a good person, so I like being here with you. So it's cool. Holla! It's a requirement too, though, right? It's a part of it's it's the other part of the business because you're yeah. learning the business side. Right. And it helps people off the court get to know like how you are because I'm pretty quiet and I don't really talk that much on the court, so I can talk a little bit more. Here. Let me ask you a question about that. So when I watch you play, and even and at your best, when you really feel in yourself, there's no, there's nothing extremely cocky about you. It's not exaggerated movements. You don't trash talk. Why is that? There's nothing about you that just wants to show that you're the ultimate competitor in terms of trash talking. Um, people already know who I am, and usually yeah, I don't trash talk. But if you say something to me, then you know, then we can get something going. But I never start nothing. So. You know who that reminds me of? Who? Steph Curry. <laughs> okay. It's a he, good comparison. Right. He doesn't – he'll finish it, though. Right. So is that is that how you'll be in the league? You'll finish it if they start it. That's how you have to be. Uh, my mom told me not to start them, but I always finish it. So that's how I've been living my whole life. So uh, off the court, I, I know a lot about you. We're not going to ask you to freestyle. I might just insert <laughs> your freestyle here. You still – so Future's still number one. Yeah, for how, sure. How the hell you know what Future's saying? Uh, like, do you really? It's pretty know? fluent to me, actually. I know every word. I don't know if people would be saying he mumbling. I I hear everything. Why is it fluent to you? I don't know. It's just when it hit my ears, you know. It's just it just sound right. It sounds right. It sound right. <laughs> okay, so I'm old because future. I'm like, why are you mumbling? I'm not the only person <laughs> who says that, right? Yeah, you're not. Greatest rapper of all time. Back to that conversation. Uh, I want to go Lil Wayne. I'm gonna go Lil Wayne just because his lyrics are better than Future's. But 
I mean, as far as, you know, getting the vibe, getting the feels, I'm going Future. Which is why you like Ricky Rose's idols, right? Yeah, right. Because, tell me, that was some ether. Right. And came out better, man, you know, free Lil Wayne. You know, it's tough. You got you to let Lil Wayne go, man. Street Last request. Can all producers please get paid? That's what, what I'm saying. Like, come on, man. That's so unfair. You know, we had Birdman on the podcast, and he kept telling me, he was like, yeah, no, me and Wayne going to work it out. I'm giving him his money. I, and, and what he did, to, I don't know. What did he do to Khaled? What did he do to his homie Khaled? I'm not sure, but I, I know we just need Lil Wayne back. We, we need him back soon. Soon, I know. Okay, I'm with you on that. So um, if you play for the Lakers, can I get some tickets? Of course. Now, do you think a lot of people will be asking you for tickets? Probably, but only a select few can get them. And only a select few. Also, oh, yeah. do I get, you know what I would like, honestly? <laughs> Because I'm begging already. Here, if I could get right there in the front row, that would be nice. <laughs> okay. I don't want to be in the nosebleeds. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. You, you see how you figure that out? Yeah. So, are you sick and tired of everybody asking you about your dad? Uh, kind of. You know, I like them just to they worry about him and I do my stuff on the side. But it's impossible, right? Because they want the two to go hand in hand. Pretty much. But, uh, you know, that's my dad. So, I love him. You know, whatever he says, I'm going to rock with. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I like just playing basketball. I'm not with all the extra stuff. You just yourself. Yeah. You, did you, uh, you're going on Sports Nation. Did you Did you hear what your dad said to Michelle Beadle? What did he say? Because Michelle Beadle said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, Dad, do, do, do your kids, rather, do your kids ever say, Dad, you're embarrassing me? <laughs> and you know what your father said? What did he say? Only white people ask me that question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was hollering <laughs> tell me that's not funny no nah, that's funny because he he told me he was like i don't raise kids that talk back and i knew exactly what he was saying in yeah. that way but it's coming up yeah we can't you can't talk back to pops can't do it uh, yeah, any parent you gotta yeah. watch you gotta watch your mouth right yeah um and so i also think on a serious note i think for everybody who has something to say about your father negatively uh once you start to talk and mm-hmm. once they meet you they can't really argue with what type of person you are. Yeah. A lot of people say we're very different, but actually we're kind of the same. Uh, he's raised me my whole life. He's always been there for me. He's taught me pretty much everything I know, and I'm just thankful for him. That's the whole point. Yeah. I was like, you don't raise a kid like you and not know what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think moving forward, do you? Th- how will your brothers handle it? Will they handle it like you? Do, do you all have the same personality? I think they'll be fine. You know, Jello's pretty much kind of like me. He's even more quiet than me, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, Mello, you know, that's that's the crazy one. We might have to watch a little bit. He likes all the cameras, all the lights and stuff, and uh, he'd be bouncing off a wall still. But uh, we'll, we'll put special attention on him. He'll be all right. Wait, I don't know. So you're trying to tell me he's a trouble, uh, might be a little bit of a troublemaker already? Cause he a little likes, bit. Which Mello, I Mello's a little different. How is he different? He's just, you know, no one's ever gotten trouble in school except for him. <laughs> you know, he just does some awkward stuff. So when he talks trash, I notice that he loves to talk trash. Yeah, loves he's, to he's tell for you. sure starting it. He loves to tell you about yourself and how he better than you. Yeah, he doesn't stop. It's 24 hours, hey. seven days a week. Whether I'm with him or whether I'm not, he's going to FaceTime me. He's going to let me know. <laughs> he's it's just throughout the day constantly. I love it. So what you say back? All right, cool, kid. I don't even pay no mind anymore. It's just let him talk. Whenever he's done, hang up the phone. Okay, wait. Is there, okay, is there any type of true competitive spirit between you three? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, Melo always wants to be, say he's the best, even though he's the smallest. So we know that he's never going to be close to us because <laughs> he's so small. And Jello says it too, but in the back of his mind, he knows that I'm the best. But, um, you know, my little brother is always going to be chasing me at the end of the day. I'm always at the top.
Is it right? Okay. Well, yeah. you said it now. Well, then cut to me interviewing Mello. He'll say the same thing. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So what I was thinking um, about your draft, right, coming up. Mm-hmm. Of course, you thought you want to be in L.A. That'd be great. But is there another team that you'd be interested in playing with? I play for any team. I keep telling people that. You know, my dream is just making it to the league. And it's finally here. Just the fact that I want to be in L.A. just because my family's out here. I'm from L.A. And it will be pretty cool, you know, growing up here and then getting to play for the city. So um, any team that picked me, you know, I'll be grateful for. So what if you start? What if you had played with the Cavs? You ain't get on the Cavs. Would you play <laughs> the Cavs? How's that going to work out? I'll play for them, too. Anybody that's willing to call me on the team, I'll play for them. I have a feeling that when you get to the league, you and LeBron will be best friends. I think you <laughs> and Steph will be best friends. I think all the people that your father had ire for will admire you. <laughs> We'll see. When we get there, we'll see the relationships I make. Uh, do you have they reached out to you? Have you talked to anybody in the league? I haven't. No. No one. No. Well, no. I met Kobe yesterday. That's cool. But other than that, uh, no. I met Russ in the summer. What did He's Russ cool say? Too. He's very competitive. He asked me why I wasn't out there playing with him and stuff. And um, you could tell he has a lot of energy. <laughs> I love Russ. Yeah. I have. I mean, I absolutely. He's one of my favorite players since Kobe retired. Those two are my favorite. Uh, and Kobe said to you what exactly? He asked me if I had post-game. And you was like... I said, oh, I do. And he just smiled. You said ball out? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so uh, could you listen? Could you imagine getting mentored by Kobe? Would you like that? Would you like to be mentored by any of these greats? Of course. You know, Kobe's one of the greatest players ever to touch the basketball. And um, just learn one thing from him would be a blessing. One thing, just really? Just one. You know, Kobe, he can help you if he just shows you one thing, I'm pretty sure. Heck yeah. You yeah. know, they say he, uh, in the summer, was uh, helping out Kawhi. And look, your, look your, at Kawhi this year. Your alter ego. Yeah. So Kawhi and you have a lot in common. Um, are you both very quiet? Mm-hmm. Do you like Wingstop? Because he loves. I love Wingstop. Wingstop. Yep. I eat wings probably at least four times a week. Four times a week. Sure. Yeah. What else do you eat four times a week? What else do you eat a lot of? Uh, I love breakfast food, but when it comes to dinner, I'm pretty picky. So that's why it's always either steak, you know, wings. That's so, it. Yeah. You like I might meat? eat a burger here and there, in and out. You know, in and out. We got one in Chino Hills. We got one in Westwood. Do you so. have any vegetables in your diet? I like salad. <laughs> how, how, how often do you eat salad? I eat salad all the time, actually. Lettuce, cheese, and ranch. How do you stay so skinny? Is that just youth? Because Grandma, I don't even know nothing about a burger. I don't know, because I actually eat a lot. This hasn't really showed yet. Yeah, I know. You, okay, so then you put syrup on everything. Yeah, for sure. Every breakfast food, I like put syrup on it. You like sugar? Yeah. It's good for you? I mean, yeah. Makes you run longer. (laughs) (laughs) I wait. There was a time when everybody uh, played in the league was young just like you, and they'd be saying that, and then cut to Shaq later. (laughs) 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 Shaq was like, I love, love sugar. Look at your boy now. You got to watch it. I mean, Shaq's 7'2". So you say It's different, yeah. Okay. You're a true 6'6", no? Yeah, I'm 6'6". Okay. So everybody wants a 6'6 point guard. What is that about? How do you create that? Um... I think it just helps just because you're just bigger than a lot of guards out there. It makes you different. It makes you different than yeah. everybody. Yeah, it really puts you. Like, you are truly 6'6". I always hear dudes say, if I have a kid, I want a 6'6 guard. Yeah. So so did you meet Magic, speaking of? No, I haven't met him yet. But you haven't met I haven't Magic? met Magic yet, no. I'd... I know he's been to a few games, though, but I haven't personally met And he him. never went because that'd be tampering, huh? I, mean, I don't know what they call it, but, I mean, it's probably a rule for it. I'm looking around for my producers to say, is that true? Like, okay, you're right. That's probably why you never met him. Yeah. I forget that he is now the now he's in charge, so that's why you never met him. Yeah. Okay, so do you do you watch old film? Do you watch what he used to yeah, do? Yeah, my dad actually showed me some clips on him. You know how he pushes the break. I try to resemble it a little bit if you look at our game. Yeah. 
but um, he's even bigger than I was. So, yeah, you know, that's crazy. He's big. What yeah. is he, six nine? Yeah. Yeah. And so okay, so listen, you have to you have to watch old film because mm-hmm. I know I t- did you see the Tyus Edney Coast to Coast shot yet? Of course. Okay, so you <laughs> you don't think Tyus is, was great? I mean, he was great I mean, back he, in the day. Tyus was okay. <laughs> How are you gonna talk about your old coach Tyus like that? Cool. Tyus was good. He wasn't great. He was cool. I'm not gonna give him great. I'm not he was him great. He He's was, too little to be that great. He was okay. He was all right. Yeah, he, he was solid. Know. Solid. He it, listen, Tyus. <laughs> I Tyus used to walk around campus like he was a man. He had all. He the still walks around campus like that. Does he really? Yeah, but he's like this big. He's like that so big. He's too my tiny. Head on the shoulder. He'd <laughs> be like, look, little man. Yeah. I don't hear your mess. So while you was on campus, I know you have a girlfriend. Were you like a lot of girls trying to holler at you? Yeah, but you know, team team loyal. Throw up the L's. I love Lonzo, you. You know for what that. I mean? I love you for that. Mm-hmm. So how did you like fight him off? Were you like, listen, not today? I just got I got practice. Uh-huh. Got homework. Uh-huh. You know, I'm busy. You didn't take advantage of, of your celebrity status on campus? No. And, no not and, at all. Now, your girlfriend doesn't go to school with you, right? No, she goes to uh, UCR. Now, was she concerned about all the girls trying to holler? She says no, but yeah. yeah. She, gets, she... she gets jealous pretty easy. <laughs> She be checking out your Facebook page. She be checking out your, your your socials. She acts like she doesn't, but you know she be swooping on the low. <laughs> she be sneaking around. I know she do. Look, you ever uh, what's that song Big Sean had? These girls be doing research. Yeah, <laughs> they be doing for research sure, for, for sure. Sh- how you know? Because I mean, that's how all girls are. I, for, who told you that? Just, how are all? No one has girls to tell me that. I just it's just girls are pretty easy to find out. It's not, it's not hard to know. So did she have to pull the evidence out and be like, look, I found this at two o five p.m. What are you up to? Yeah, pretty much. But I don't be doing. I'll be asleep. I'll be asleep. Minding your business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Team loyal. Team loyal. Forever. Throw up the L's. Throw up the L's. Okay. So you learned that from. Teacher, low life. But I mean, I, I put it into a positive. Even if I, yeah, no, but you like know? that's like what you grew up with. You know what it's supposed to be. Yeah. I appreciate that. Okay. So if your girlfriend, what's your girlfriend's name? Denise. Denise. He's loyal. Team loyal. Mm-hmm. He's get, like he he doesn't like any other girls but you. You you y'all getting married? <laughs> It's too soon. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. I'm 19. Yeah. We're not thinking about marriage right now. <laughs> Denise is. Trust me. <laughs> if you think she's not. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to add? I don't look at. I'm looking at your folks. Everybody looking at me like, what? What's she talking about? Oh, and, hey, shout out to Demo, man. You know what I mean? And my man Allen. Aha. Uh-huh, you know uh-huh, what I mean? Aha. Uh-huh, aha. Uh-huh. They got girlfriends. Uh. Uh oh. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's not telling the truth. <sighs> we are over here really clowning. All right, Lonzo, again, I wish you nothing but the best. Don't forget me when you get big and famous because I still want my tickets, okay? Okay, I got you. All right, Lonzo Ball, ladies and gentlemen, on Be Honest. So there you go. Uh, that's Lonzo. His girlfriend want to get married. He pretending. <laughs> Good kid. I I truly, truly enjoyed him, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Bruin. I, yeah, I am a homer, but he's a good kid. Uh, the way he carries himself off camera speaks volumes. Uh, there is that quiet confidence I keep bringing up that says so much to me that he really does believe in his skill set. And it's not so much about um, what his father is saying and the money and the this and the that. He wants to be great. He wants to be the best player ever. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be the best at what you do. In fact, I think it's something wrong when you don't want to be the best at what you do. I think that... You should always want to give 100% effort, effort over everything at the end of the day. I do it to the point where I'm so hyper-focused that it could be annoying (laughs) for those who work around me. But 
look, go big or go home. I can think of all the different cliches. That's what this world is about. I just want my best effort at all times, and I want your best effort at all times. His father may be a bunch to deal with, but at the end of the day, strip down all that madness, right? Strip it all down. And the method is, is that he wants his kids to do well and succeed. He's telling the NCAA, you can't make money off my children. And if you are, why can't I make money off my children? If you're going to put my children in a situation where you totally use their name, use their image, use them, and you make millions, I'm going to make millions. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. To me, that's logical. If more parents who had superstar children thought like that on the collegiate level, the NCAA would have to pay these kids. And I don't want to hear about a free education because everybody's not going to school. School is not for everybody. I don't want to hear about that. Okay. Go to school doesn't mean that you're automatically a genius and you'll get a job and you'll make money and you'll be successful. That's just not how it works these days. Being an entrepreneur, being a self-motivator. Being somebody who starts it yourself, yeah, that can guarantee success, your level of success, whatever you want, how you drive for it. But it'll be interesting. Draft around the corner. I I, I do expect Lonzo to be the second, third pick. Be great if he played for the Lakers. If he doesn't, oh, well, no biggie. His father wants him to. Yeah, why not? What's wrong with that? It's a dream. Who doesn't want to come back home? I was so excited to come back home. There's nothing wrong with saying that. But there's a method to his madness, and I can't hate on it. I, I wouldn't go about it that way, but I'm definitely not hating on a man who says, listen, system, you take advantage of my children, but I'm going to make our money first. I'm aware of what the system is. I'm aware of how it works. It is unfair. It is not right. But I, too, will profit because we need to take care of our family for generations to come. You, system, don't care about our kids. You care about the money they make you. I care about my kids and we're going to get this money. I ain't mad at it. I wouldn't do it that way, but I ain't mad at it. Meantime, in between time, make sure you check out Coast to Coast. We've had Lonzo Ball on the show. We've had LeVar Ball on the show. As the draft uh, gets underway, we will probably have them both on the show again. Um, I'm going to follow this young man for very, for various reasons. One, yes, former Bruin. Two, because it's it's interesting to see what will happen with the Ball Brothers. All committed to UCLA. Next one up is Leangelo, Jello, then LaMelo. These, you heard him say Mello was the one that might be trouble. We got to look out for that one. But I'm interested to see what happens. Um, I wish nothing but the best for that Ball family. I hope that what LeVar is trying to accomplish will be appreciated uh, in perhaps different rapping. If he wasn't always so LeVar. I guess. Uh, check out Coast to Coast Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, right after first take. But if you're up early, that'd be 11 a.m. Eastern on ESPN2. That's all. Thanks for listening to Be Honest. Thanks for listening to Be Honest with Carrie Champion. For more great podcasts, check out ESPN.com slash podcenter. Center.